Hi, my name is Barb Nangle. I'm the founder of Higher Power Coaching and Consulting. I want to welcome you to my podcast, Fragmented to Whole, Life Lessons from 12-Step Recovery. This is episode 15, Helping versus Rescuing. When I first came into recovery, I started to see that there was a difference between being helpful to someone and rescuing someone. So I came to understand that there was this continuum of helpfulness where on one end, there was helpful, kindly, functional behavior. And on the other end was rescuing, enabling, dysfunctional behavior. Those two extremes were pretty easy for me to see. It was that whole middle part that was really confusing to me. Where do you cross the line from being helpful to rescuing? I just couldn't understand. I got that helpfulness was good and rescuing was bad, but how to discern the difference between them was where I was stuck. Finally, someone in recovery told me that it had to do with my motives. They said, why are you helping the person? Is it so they'll like you or so that they'll think something in particular of you? And at the time, I had no idea that I was helping people because I wanted them to like me or think I was a certain kind of person or had certain qualities. I really didn't know I was doing that. It was through the process of doing the steps that I came to understand that. So until I came to see that I was actually being helpful to people to get a certain result, that question of motives was patently unhelpful to me. I simply couldn't even see my own motives. And this goes back to something I've said before, which is that as a result of my recovery, I'm able to look back in the past and say, here's what I was doing, here's what I was thinking, and here's what my motives were with crystal clarity. It's really amazing. But back then, I was completely blind to my own behavior, my thinking, my motives, etc. I simply couldn't see what was going on. And it's my understanding that the reason for that is denial is the glue that holds dysfunctional families together. Since I grew up in a dysfunctional family, I grew up with a huge amount of denial, a lot of which was about my own behavior, some of which was about my family's behavior and the fact that things that I thought were functional were dysfunctional. And if you think about it, that rule about denial being the glue that holds dysfunctional families together makes sense because who would ever purposefully screw up their children? Nobody. Well, unless you're a sociopath, of course, which is exceedingly rare. People are just passing on what was done to them, what was taught to them. They don't know any better. And denial must be present for us to do that. Anyway, as the denial lifted in my life as a result of doing the steps, I started to see my behavior for what it was, manipulative. I started to really be able to understand my motives. And I'll tell you right now, when I came to understand that I was being manipulative, I was aghast. I was like, oh my God, I'm a horrible person. I manipulate people. And then I was like, wait a minute, the reason I manipulate people is because I didn't know any better. I was brought up in a family where you didn't directly communicate, here's what I want, here's what I need, here's what I need you to do. Those things were just not options for me. So manipulating was the only way I could get my needs met, especially as a young child. So those were patterns that were laid at a very young age. 
Now, once I became aware of it as a result of my recovery, I needed to hold myself accountable for it. I had to let go of beating myself up for being manipulative and change my ways. So back to coming to understand my motives. I was trying to get people to like me or think certain things of me, like I'm nice or I'm smart or I have my shit together or whatever. And then once I could see that I had those ulterior motives, I could see the difference between the two ends of the continuum of helpfulness, where one end is kindly, helpful, functional behavior, and the other is dysfunctional, rescuing, enabling, manipulative behavior. And being able to see that difference has made all the difference in the world to me. Now, when I have the impulse to help, if it's not clear from the outset what my motives are, I ask myself first, do I really want to do this? And if the answer is yes, then I ask myself why. And if my motives are pure, then I go ahead and do it. My first sponsor told me this story to illustrate this very point. She said, it used to be that I give people a cup of coffee because I wanted them to like me. Now I give them coffee because God wants me to be kind and helpful. Either way, they get coffee. I can tell you that I have a lot more energy in my life as a result of my recovery now that I'm not out there trying to rescue people. My helpfulness is no longer draining. And that's another clue to figure out if you're being helpful and kind or manipulative and rescuing. Do you get drained from providing help or do you get energized? And one more pointer on that. This comes from something that I tell my sponsees as sometimes other people in program as well. And I say this, listen, I am invested in your recovery, but I'm not going to be more invested in it than you are. So if you're helping someone and you're more invested in whatever it is you're helping them with or in them than they are, then you're probably rescuing them rather than being helpful. And rescuing is about you. It's not about them. You are trying to make yourself feel better, either by projecting an image of yourself that you want others to believe or and or you're trying to keep the focus off of yourself, which is what much of our behavior before recovery is about. That's it for today. And speaking of helpfulness, I hope that this has been helpful to you. That's it for today. If you like what you've heard here, then you just might be interested in private coaching with me. If that sounds like you, head on over to my website, which is higherpowercoachingandconsulting.com and click on the contact menu. I'd be happy to schedule a consultation with you to help you make lasting changes in your life like I've made deep lasting changes in my life. My ideal client is someone who is ripe for change, but I'll coach anyone who wants to be happy, joyous, and free. So if that's you, shoot me an email. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe so you can be sure to get future episodes of my podcast. Thanks again.